and welcome to Not an Island Podcast, the podcast series where we talk about faith, family, and autism. We are your hosts, Todd and Amanda. We're the Johnsons, and uh, we have a very special episode for you today. Uh, we're going to be talking about something that almost every autism family that we know deals with. To some degree. To some degree. And we have a very scary experience with this. Yeah. And that topic is eloping. Yeah. So uh, before having a child with autism, I thought eloping was running away with your newly wed bride into the sunset without anyone Just knowing. Different kind of eloping. Different kind. Uh, but for families with autism, for those of you who don't know or maybe haven't experienced this, Eloping is when a child with autism bolts or runs away or escapes a situation without yeah. prior warning. Uh, you might be standing next to them one second outside and then less than 10 seconds later, they're across the mm-hmm. field. They are gone uh, without any yeah. reason, seemingly. So this This affected Ezra from the time he could move, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Um, part of, you know, the initial red flags for a lot of people who've watched their diagnosis, um, is them not responding to their name. And Ezra would be running in one direction or walking in one direction and never turn back and and look back. Um, so yeah, and it can be extremely dangerous when, you know, we, we live on nine acres of land with ponds and woods and, uh, lots of things around us. And then also just in public, you know, um, oh, yeah. Ezra's tried to run out of restaurants before and there's, you know, highways there, mm-hmm. um, parks, even public parks, you know, keeping him in the park area for a long period of time yeah. was, was, very it was rough for a long time. Yeah. Things have been better lately, but, uh, we're oh, going, way we're going to get into this. So, uh, yeah. eloping, what is it? It's when a child runs away. It is also one of the leading causes of missing children in the United States. It's one of the leading causes of children who go missing, uh, maybe get kidnapped, things like that. So it is very, very traumatizing and scary for a parent who goes through this. So uh, to start off, we're going to talk about our personal experience dealing with with, uh, eloping. Uh, We're just going to kind of hit the surface of it, not go too far into it, but yeah. Well, I know I was just sharing, you know, this kind of just life in general with Ezra as an eloper. Um, but I think one of our biggest fears was that he would get out at some point and, mm-hmm. you know, we wouldn't be aware of it. And we've always kept everything on lockdown. We've always kept child safety locks on everything. Um, and after his baby brother was born, I guess this was about, is this several months before he started kindergarten? Maybe like six months before. Um, and we were home and I had used a lot of cleaner in the bathroom, in our bathroom. And I had my door propped open because we don't have any windows in our bedroom or we have a window in our, in our bathroom, but it doesn't doesn't open. open. It's a solid. It's solid. And then our, um, the window for our room is a double uh, door that goes into our back porch. Uh, what do you call that? A French door? French door. With glass and and so in order to air out that room, you have to open a door. That's what I'm trying to say. And so I had that door open and I had everything closed up. So I thought, and somehow um, I thought Ezra was in his room and I was feeding his baby brother and putting him down for a nap. And I was like, 
like, man, Ezra got quiet. And so I went in to see where he was and I didn't see him anywhere. And utter fear, panic. It was like genuinely my worst nightmare. One of my greatest fears of all time was like happening in that moment. And Todd was at work. Um, it was about the, the time. end of the day. It was the end of the day. It was about the time he was, was going to be coming home. Clocking out when I got the call. It was also time that school let out, so you know, there's a lot of traffic and things in our area. And my initial, you know, thought when Ezra got out, he always has been super attracted to water. Mm-hmm. And like I mentioned, we have ponds. Um, we have one right out front of our house, and then we have woods behind us. And I thought you know, either he's went to the water or he's went to the woods and I laid baby brother down and I just went looking for him frantic, like trying to find him. And the one place I didn't think to look, the one place I never thought he would be is Is where he was. was. And that was, uh, where my part of the story picks up. She calls me, uh, 911 was already yeah, I had uh, called 911. Yeah, and, and so uh, gave a description. Hey, he has autism, you know, all that stuff. Um, they already had a sheriff on the way en route. Yes. And needless to say, I was breaking land speed records <laughs> to yes. get over to the area. You know, I was about 10 miles away. And uh, I drive up over the hill of this kind of busy road, pretty busy road, at four o'clock where no one's well, it's obeying a, the it's speed It's a little limit. country road that barely has a line in the middle and everybody who's on it goes way over the yeah, speed limit. Way um, over. And, uh, and it, yeah, it gets heavily trafficked because there's a lot of people who live I down. drive up as fast as I can toward our house and on the road there's this gaggle of cars and my heart sank because mm-hmm. they were all stopped with their flashers on. And I was screaming, got out of the car and there's Ezra on the side of the road with a man holding him. And, of course, this man, he didn't understand. He thought uh, this was a situation of negligence. Uh, but truth be told, it was absolutely an accident that yeah. just couldn't have been avoided. Children with autism, they do that. And, yeah. uh, you know, so Ezra was fine. Thank God. No injuries. Yeah. Not a single injury to his body. Uh, the sheriff was there. We talked and, and he said, yeah, I know this, this happens all the time. Um, just, you know, keep an eye on him." And so we got him home and, uh, we started discussing ways that we're going to mitigate this in the future, yeah. which is our third point in this, uh, episode, well, but we'll be discussing it in a minute. Yeah. And I, I just wanted to say that that day there was a very short amount of time that passed. I mean, maybe five or 10 minutes that I was in the room trying to put baby brother down. And I was like, man, you know, and at at the point in time for Ezra, he was still in pull-ups because Mm -hmm. that's a whole nother episode in itself. Not responding to his name, much less when a stranger is trying to talk to him to get some information out of him. Well, my my point was like, he would go and get quiet and go potty, you know, in his pull-up. And so that was my assumption. Like I didn't, I didn't think twice about it. And so when I when I walked into his room, I mean it was to my horror that he wasn't in there. Mm-hmm. And um and yeah, and that day I was running frantic. I was running back and forth to the woods, the pond, the woods, the pond, like where you know, I kept looking in the pond because that had been such a fear for me. 
And uh, then I, I all of a sudden I thought, I got to take off down this road because I haven't seen him here. And so I started off down the road and one of my neighbors had pulled in uh, his driveway um, and I was frantic and I'm screaming, like, have you seen my child? And he was like, I there was a child in the road, like the, the main road. And I'm like, how did he get out there so fast? Hey, like, it's crazy you know? how fast this kid is, but... That, and and all the time I was looking in all the wrong. Yeah. I mean, even the ER the, or the ER, the the paramedic who or whoever I was speaking with nine one one, the dispatcher on the call said, "Go back in your house and look in your house. He might be hiding inside." And I I really feel like I wasted all my time looking in all the wrong places. Hindsight is twenty twenty. I mm-hmm. would have never thought he would have went for the road. Yeah. So. Um, uh, yeah. We're going to talk about the second topic before we discuss ways we've found to mitigate. Uh, But before we talk about the second topic, we want to hear from you. If you have dealt with eloping, uh, we'd love to hear from you. If it's something that you feel like you could share, leave a comment down below. Let us know what uh, your experience with eloping has been. Maybe you have some some kind of tech, some kind of uh, answer for eloping that has really worked for you, leave that in the comments as well. We would love to hear that. I just, I just, and I just have to say that uh, I definitely felt very isolated in that moment. I felt I had a lot of guilt and a lot of things mm-hmm. like coming at me and, and through my yeah. mind and a lot of fear just of like, wow, you know, how did, how did this happen under my watch? Yeah, you know, guilt and shame. And, and so, if you've been there, you know that's in a situation where I definitely felt alone. But you're not alone. There's other people who've oh, who've been in countless. those shoes. And we were. I feel like we were the best about. You know, I think we were so much more concerned. We were less concerned about him getting out of our house and more concerned about him getting away in public for a long time. Yeah. Um, and we, I mean, we have, we had harnesses and yeah, we had all back, kind of back, things. One of those backpack leash things. Mm-hmm. We all, we never said, we always said we would never be leash parents until we had Ezra and we're like, yeah, we're leash parents. Deal we're with leash it, parents you know? now. But uh, we're talking about uh, topic number two, which is why it happens. Um, yeah. Generally speaking, children who elope usually elope because of fear. Uh, Sometimes there's literally no understandable or definable reason for it, but a lot of times it's stress. They are so stressed by something, either uh, they're stressed by where they're at or they're stressed to get to something. And in our particular situation, we found out exactly what it was. His at-home therapist left for the day and about... It was about an hour before, mm-hmm. and uh, he was so stressed. He had to get to her because he loved, 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 loved his at-home therapist. Yes. And he had to get to her, and that was mm-hmm. what his mindset was. What did he do? He went up the road looking he went, for her. He went where she you know, And she is, she'd been gone for an hour, but in his mind, she was up the road, and, and he was yeah. going to get to her. And, uh, you know... Eloping can have a lot of reasons for why it happens, but in the end, uh, like Amanda said, it's it's there's really no rhyme or reason. But it's it's one thing that you can count on is that it's not your negligence as a parent. Yeah. It's not something that you caused. Uh, I just want we want to keep hitting that home. Yeah, that you as a parent. Um, if you've dealt with this before, the guilt, the shame of a child who's eloped in your care, that it's not uncommon 
Yeah. It's normal. But the most important thing is that you know what to do and you know ways to mitigate in the future. Yeah. Uh, and so... I just, I just want to add to that, that thank God... I, I really believe that day there were angels watching over oh, Ezra. He was yeah. he was in the middle of the road. He was actually going up the center stripe, they said, of the road um, at the busiest time of the day. And like I said, people don't mind the speed limit there at all. Or look at the road when they're driving. And before this incident, Ezra had absolutely no fear. And no fear of moving vehicles whatsoever. At every parking lot, you know, at, at, in the way into a store or a restaurant, you had like you had a death grip on him because you just didn't know, you know, he yeah. he couldn't be trusted. He didn't understand like if he runs toward that car, it could run him over. And you he know? might try to slip out of your arms, screaming and kicking, thinking he's got to get to wherever point B is, not realizing there's cars between where you're at and point B. Right. You know, and you're just trying to hold him and. It's and a whole situation. After this incident, there was a heightened awareness of vehicles. And th- th- the, mm-hmm. even though it was an extremely scary, something that you, you never want to have to go through, there were some things that came out of it that were good. Uh, part of it was on his part of recognizing, you know, we can't run out in front of moving vehicles and things like that. Yeah. But on our part, which is going into our next topic, there yeah. were things that we had to set up in our home and do after that to make sure that that never happened again. Well, uh, one thing that really helped a lot was like she said, he had this kind of healthy fear of moving cars per se, but we started to instill into him the understanding that, that mommy and daddy were so scared. Yes. Um, you know, he, that actually worked for him. It, it worked did. for him to understand mommy and daddy got scared when you did that. And uh, there's other things we use. Well, there's- and, I, and I, I would say too, with the fear of that, a lot of irrational fears that were also birthed out yeah, of that time. Yeah, there's a lot time. of irrational fears. There's a dog that lives <laughs> up the small road between here yes. and that road. I hate that we told him this. Yeah, still, well, but, but- uh, now, you know, he thinks there's a dog that's going to get him if he goes up that road, which it's a big dog and it has been aggressive before but nonetheless you know we, we do just, what we have we were to do trying to, to let sure him know like look if you're away from mommy and daddy we're not there to protect you we and do that what we dog, are doing to make sure that he's yeah. safe that's yeah. the the end all be all you know later on down the road we can tell him hey buddy you know we're doing that to teach you not to run away because you know, so many bad things could have happened but you know, when he's four years old at the time, like you, you do we what you got to do. We had to do a lot of repetitive you know? things, like moving cars are bad boo boos. That's that was something we said over and over again. And if mm-hmm. you ask him to this day, what's a moving car? It's a bad boo boo. Yeah, <laughs> you know he, so knows, he knows, and he's more aware now. And we've seen so. him actively move out of the way of cars yes. and things. You know, yes. when not even close to him. But I still. think he would even pull his baby brother out. Mm-hmm. You know, out of the way. He has that. Another you know, thing we did is we constantly watch this kid when we're in public when we're in the yard um we we constantly are in the back of our mind knowing where Ezra he can is. never be left unattended for any reason yeah. at any time which he does not elope anymore uh hopefully permanently yeah. but he doesn't elope regardless 
that's what we were saying when he did elope. If any, if anything, now there's a lot of fears of different things or different noises or just whatever. And so, if if he notices that one of us has went in the house and he's still outside, he runs in the house. You know, he's, yeah, he's, yeah, he does. He runs. He into wants the house. to be he where we are. Doesn't want to be out alone. Yeah. Um, and the third thing that has really, really caused us to be able to take a deep breath and sigh of relief is technology. We have used the mess out of some technology. We have cameras all around our house that send alerts, let us know. We have a doorbell camera. (laughs) Yeah, we have doorbell camera. We have cameras Mm -hmm. at every corner of our house. Um, And it's all, you know, sending alerts to our phones and just letting us know, hey, someone's outside. Or... um, because now Ezra can, and I, and I really think that day he got into one of the rooms with the um, this child lock on it. Now he knows how to use them. Then he didn't, but I, that's yeah. the only way I know that he got into that other room, you yeah. know. But but still, yeah, he knows how to use those. So we have to have yeah. all the resources. Yeah. Um, but that is another thing: child locks that mm-hmm. worked for a long time. Mm-hmm. Child locks on her doorknobs, child locks on her cabinets, child locks on everything. Everything. Um, and then one big thing that we use all Huge. the time is a GPS tracker. Yes. Now, there are some um, cellular companies, like mm-hmm. we had Verizon for the longest time, and they have a GPS tracker watch yeah. that is amazing for kids. Uh, it even has video capabilities. It auto answers. So the kid yeah. doesn't even have to answer the watch. It will answer when you call for them. So you can know exactly what's going on. And uh, you can actively track them. You can actively track and them on a GPS. And it's actually accurate because there are a lot of these companies that are selling these, you know, trackers and things and it's they're not accurate. Or um, there's a huge delay maybe. Especially if you live, you know, in the country like we do. Yeah, but... <laughs> GPS trackers mm-hmm. are amazing. Um, one one added feature that I would uh, advise, something that we need to do as well, uh, find a way that when you're out in public with that GPS tracker with your child, if, you're, if you use one, find a way to where it cannot be removed by them or specifically by anyone else. Um, God forbid something happens to your child, but in the event that they do, that GPS tracker is on them and not coming off. Yeah. So, and th- uh, there's a few different ones that have those capabilities and have those, uh, av- you know, things available to, mm-hmm. to help you. But um, technology has been a huge, huge advantage for for our family yeah. w- with eloping. So, no doubt. Uh, but yeah, so. Um, as far as eloping goes, that's been our experience with eloping. Mm-hmm. We want to hear yours. Like I said, leave a comment down below. Um, let us know what eloping has been like for you. Also, please, if you're watching this on YouTube, hit subscribe, like the video, hit the bell, make sure that when new content comes out, you are notified. Also, if you're on our podcast app, if you're on uh, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts, Please, please, please rate and leave a review. We would love to hear how we are doing and ways that we can improve our podcast. So we are so wigging it. We've just had a dream to do this for so long, mm -hmm. and uh, you know we're just we're just jumping in and just talking about all the things. Yeah. And so one final thing: if you are affected by eloping, or if you know someone who is affected by eloping, please share this episode. 
We're trying to get the word out as to what we're doing. And uh, it means a ton to us that you would take your time out to listen, much less share it. We know there are tons of other families who Who could use and need need this information and this message of hope and acceptance and faith. So, uh, You going to pray us out this time? Yeah, I can pray. Father God, we thank you for just another uh, moment just to be able to love on you and 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 show that that you are in all lord that you are in every situation just like amanda said about ezra that your guardian angels are watching over our children lord and father just for the parents who have dealt with this uh with eloping lord we just ask that you would um bring peace and understanding and and just rest to their minds Father, when when things are trying to keep them up, when thoughts are trying to keep them up at night, whether it's guilt, shame, or mm. what ifs, or uh, just the fear of the unknown, Lord, we just ask that you would calm their minds yes. and that things would come to uh, fruition that they never thought could. Father, that that things would come to fruition that 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 helps their child be set up to um, be safe and and and. Um, be able to pass through this world very just smoothly, God. We just we just thank you for uh, everyone who's listening, everyone who's watching, and we just ask for your special blessing over every one of them and every one of their children. It's in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Well, we are Todd. And Amanda. Johnson. And uh, thanks for listening. And until next time. Bye. God bless you.